Richard. Gentlemen. William. Boys, welcome to the show, to the Silver Mind Sports Show, Fat Tuesday. Allow us to start with some opening takes. Ray, I know it's very fucking important for you to go last, so why don't you hold off for a second, because I got a hot take to start off the show. The only way, the only way the New England Patriots at this point in time, in the 2021 season, do not make a deep playoff run, define that however you want, anything past the wild card, the only way they don't make a deep playoff run the only thing standing in their way is Mac Jones. I 100% agree. I think this defense is for – nope, shut up. I think this defense is for real. It's not just mediocre quarterback playing. They're ball-hawking defense. They lead the league in interceptions. They went to that zone defense, and they're smothering quarterbacks. They scored 45 unanswered points and completely shut the, the Browns down yesterday. Then no, that's a wanna, pretty good I offense. I want to do this I, with this opening take. I want to use it as a little bit of a tease to get into the show because I just want to see where Ray's brain goes with that. Obviously, I have my reasons for saying that, and I want to see where Ray's brain goes with that. But before we – so stay tuned. We'll do the Patriots talk. Obviously, Mac Jones had a career day on Sunday against the Browns, uh, but I stand by my take. He is the only thing standing in the way of this team making a deep playoff run. Bill, why don't you start off the show with your opening take, if you would. Fire Don Sweeney. Hallelujah. That's my opening take. I thought the – this Hula, Nozick, same player. You're paying about $5 million for both of those. Uh, old Mark, you're paying $5 million on his own right. Forbert, another $3 million. You have to question every single move. I don't consider Taylor Hall in that. I thought it was a good good contract, but if he doesn't fucking start producing empty net goals, don't, don't cut it in my eyes in a fucking blowout. You need every single move needs to be questioned right now, and Don Sweeney is on the fucking hot seat because, again, you alluded to it last week, Rich. The, you have zero plan. You had Dan Vladar. You wanted to get younger at goalie. You got rid of Tuca and Halak. You had Swayman there who you, you're just now trusting who just is beating out your $5 million a year goalie that you brought in on free, free agency, and you traded Dan Vladar, who you were also hired on for a third-round pick. Sweeney's on the hot seat, and if shit doesn't turn around quick and he doesn't make some major moves, you really need to fire his ass in Make some changes. This Cam Neely, Don Sweeney regime with Peter Shirelli before that's been in, the, in power a long time. And uh, the Jeremy Jacobs of the world medi- mediocrity doesn't win yeah. championships. And this is where they're going. Great. Raymond, uh, we've been waiting anxiously all day for this opening take. Um, I feel like you're probably going to have to set it up in some type of way to make sense. But you know what? This is your time, buddy. Why don't you, why don't you give us your opening take for the, uh, for the show? Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> this started at 8.30 this morning when we were doing our little text exchange. We are talking about free agent pitchers that we should bring in. Uh, me being the resident pervert of the show, I wanted uh, Justin Verlander for Kate Upton purposes. Just when you thought you knew people. I've known Bill since 1992, 30 years almost. Rich for, since 97, almost 25 plus years. And they come out with the audacity. That? Nope. The audacity to say that Kate Upton is not a dime piece. You two are fucking buffoons. Rich saying, oh, she needs to have an ass. Oh, the tits are great, but you need to have an ass. Fuck you, Rich. That girl She's is all a certified. Tits. She I also is a never certified- said the tits were great. Mm-mm. I'm I'm an ass guy. I don't I don't need those big Nardones in my face. I'm a are you I'm an serious? ass guy. I want a nice voluptuous bedonk. You, you guys made me so angry today by just doing that. And then Emily Rojankowski, he fucking rich throws that on my plate too. You guys, I, I'm out on. I'm out on her. I thought I her. I thought ugly stomach, really ugly stomach. I'm out on her. We're strangers. Right? As, as we a fupa guy, I think right you would have seen that right away. 
She's too skinny. Put some, put a little meat on her. But the five. Did you see me, those I... meats? There's double D's up there, Bill. That's the meat. All you need, buddy. <laughs> well, if nothing else, you bring. I've seen her show, pussy, Raymond. so I get it. So and I mean, I, 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 I can see that. there, but I do need to clear this up though. Ninety, Bill. Did you know Bill before he came to Raymond? Ninety-two, second grade, baby. I moved uh, to Raymond in second grade. Second grade, ninety-two. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. You guys are older than me. And Bill, that was second grade because you'd fail for the 30, 30 years in a row or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm like Benjamin Button, right? You Bill. age backwards. Is that how it goes? Bill is a 41-year-old in the second grade. He's him Billy Madison. Him and Ray hit it off. Yeah. Well, banged uh, all the teachers. I don't, know if we'll get, I don't know if we'll get back to that during the show, maybe. I don't maybe. think we will. It, but it might I come just, up. It needs to be said. It's clearly deep in uh, Ray's psyche right now. I was now. pissed today. But we'll certainly be talking about I'm Patreon. not saying I wouldn't fuck her. I just said she's way overrated and not a dime Fuck piece. you. Fuck you both. Yeah, the list of things that you wouldn't fuck, Bill, is beyond my <laughs> comprehension. Keep uh, your standards Patriots, low and you're never disappointed. Uh, <laughs> Patriots and Browns on the show. Uh, obviously, Mac Jones's day, a domination uh, from the Patriots. A lot of that today. A uh, quick look at the AFC East. Uh, Thursday night football, so we'll touch on the Falcons as well. Uh, and I'll touch on the Bruins a little bit in their weekend and a little bit of Red Sox news as well. Welcome to the Silver Mind Sports Show, Fat Tuesday edition, November 16th. Welcome to the show. On a roll with those dates, all right. No. Well, last, time, last time you said that, you'll December. come out with fucking December 18th. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. You know who is on a roll? Uh, White Birch Brewing, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire down in Nashville, New Hampshire. Ray address, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Get on down to the brewery. Uh, get yourself a flight, get yourself a pint. It's beer drinking season. Uh, they got the big uh, warmers uh, with stout, porter, uh, whatever you want uh, this time of year. It's snowing up there this weekend, was it? You catch, catch some flurries? No, no. I didn't do any cocaine. A little bit northern. Uh, it's northern been a while state. for that. Got news that it was snowing. Uh, either way, uh, head on down to the uh, brewery and get yourself beers. If you can't get to the brewery, check out your local beer store wherever you get it. Tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. Of course, we're starting Patriots Browns, the shellacking 45 to 7 shellacking the Patriots put on the Browns. Statement. I mean, um, you wanted one. Best, best game win we've seen out of this team since the beginning of 2019 tom brady before that started to go downhill and i can't even navy the game i would probably eight, say no. i would probably honestly chiefs playoff game afc championship game is probably i would say was probably the most i mean that's not much of a dominant win but it's finally like what you saw yesterday really well it's terms of like making a stance determining who you are as a team and and this team has kind of been in flux for going on uh, two years or if two years going on three years until this. Yeah. I think it's up there. I honestly think it's up there. It's been, we're going to, I want to get into all of it certainly. Um, but just the, the overlooking kind of view of what this game was, the Browns were a team coming off their best win of the season against your Bengals, Raymond, they shut them down. Their defense, Cleveland's defense points. showed up in a big way. Um, obviously the Browns are missing Chubb and Kareem Hunt this game, but Darren's Johnston played well early in the season and his first drive looked, looked fucking great. great for him in this game and the stupid Browns went away from him. So I don't give you the, the excuse of Nick Chubb and also 
The Browns got fucking smoked. It was a clinic all around by the Patriots. 452 total yards to 217. Uh, there were seven for nine on third downs. I thought that was most of the game. The Browns, on the other hand, I think were one for 11 or 12. They were terrible yeah. on third Patriots downs. And Patriots average to, to gain on third down was uh, over six yards. Yeah, they were money, third, they were yeah, money on third down. third and ones, third and threes. They were, they were picking them up legitimately. 34 minutes to 25, 26 minutes time of possession and 30 to 17 on total first down. So just domination all around. It was a statement win, like you said, Bill. Um, I know my opening take is still out there in the ether and why I think Mac Jones is the only thing standing in the way of this team in the playoffs. But we are going to start with him in this game and his game. 19 of 23, 198 yards, three touchdowns. That's a, a career record for him. A 98 QBR, if you're paying attention to that, out of 100, which is either way you want to slice it, pretty fucking good. Things that stood out for me, the third down certainly, but he had four, maybe five, unreal passes touch passes bullets. two on that two on that 99 yard drive the one to yeah. not to cut you off but the one to jacoby myers was i thought was his best throw over the shoulder on third and nine by the way for 26 yards and then two plays later that that born i thought born made a better catch for how good a throw that was that was a better catch on boards i mean and then the hunter henry went up the sideline which if i'm if I'm them, why aren't you challenging that? I thought Should've. that ball hit. The, I thought that ball hit the ground. If I'm, if I'm Stefanski, whatever his stupid name is, Stefanski, I'm, I'm throwing right. a challenge. Right. I'm, I'm throwing that flag there. But again, three perfect balls. I mean, he had four incompletions, and one was a throwaway, and one was a drop. So yeah. I mean, he was money all game. And one was a tip. Yeah, Garrett. and what uh, was his? He had 141 um, QB QB rating this game. Yeah. So yeah. it was, I think he's no, one of he four was dealing, especially early that little stretch where uh, Cleveland goes down, runs right through the, the Patriots defense. And then for some reason decides to throw at the two yard line a couple of times, almost blows it, but they get the touchdown on fourth down. Corey should have had that pick on third down, by the way, had his mm, palm yep. right on. It would have been nice to see him come down with it, but they come down and score. Patriots come back 83 yard drive uh, to come down and score. They get, uh, the ball right back. Was that the interception? Or was it the next? Yeah, position? Duggar. It was Duggar had an interception right away and right. punched it in with Stevenson. And then they punched it in with Stevenson four, at that point, 14 7. And then they get the 99 yard drive and it was over. And then it was fucking over after that. And then it, it, they just attack it on. They had another 92 yard drive in eight plays, 95 yard drive in six plays. So this was as legit of an offensive performance as you could find. Um, and I don't know if you mentioned the other throw ahead mark down here was the Henry touchdown. The first touchdown to Hunter Henry was uh, disgusting. Yeah. With that loft play. Like, yeah. I mean, that, with the fade, it's, that's a pretty hard throw right at the sideline. And he, he put it right, right in the money. I mean, Jones was unbelievable The defense real quick on that, you know, Cleveland's opening drive. You've seen the Patriots struggle with the scripted plays. You've seen the first drives on a lot of teams give up, a, a, get a lot of big yards on the Patriots, including touchdowns. Carolina, I believe, had a touchdown in their friggin' scripted plays like that. You've seen it going back to the preseason. We've said it all season long, the scripted plays. You don't have that chance to run it in the second half when you're already down three scores. He's no, got the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you don't, it, you can't really script for that at that point. And Miles Garrett gave the world some decent sound bites after this game about his coaching staff. So, and we can certainly get there, but just to stick to Mac Jones, I'll go to you right here. Um, Sorry, I lost my, I lost my train of thought. Right, your your take or you know what your thought of Mac Jones uh, in this game was it a coming out party for him? Obviously, a lot of talk the last two games were not as good. Um, plateau has been the word of choice around Boston. My thought process that it was always he's a rookie quarterback. I don't know. I don't think he's 
plateau. He just had a couple games. We we speculated maybe he's hurt. He's taking a lot of hits. It's uh, a lot of football from coming from college. He hasn't played that. So just to have a game like this, your thoughts, Raymond? Uh, I think it's the chemistry. <clears throat> if you look at it, he's getting a very good chemistry with Hunter Henry now, who's his neighbor, I believe. And uh, you've seen pictures that he was at his baby shower, blah, blah, blah. But the chemistry Seven there. Seven touchdowns. Yes. The chemistry is there between him and Hunter Henry. I think Kendrick Bourne also has uh, some good chemistry with uh, Mac Jones right now. So that's what I like seeing is the chemistry that they're building and how they keep developing each week. You know, it's not a coming out party for Mac Jones. It was just, I mean, he didn't even have 200 yards passing, three touchdowns. That's great. But the chemistry he had and the completion percentage is what I like to see that keeps going up each week. Well, Andy, ran the ball, you ran the ball so good. You had 181 yards rushing on Cleveland, number three ranked defense in the league. You basically, you know, made Miles Garrett invisible. He had one sack, but it was, I think you know, it was more on Mac than him. It looked like a yeah. two, three-step drop. But, I mean, other than that, they chipped him with Nikhil Harry all game. Nikhil Harry played 39 snaps, I believe, or 35 snaps was the most he's played all season. You know, you didn't hear him much, but he was he was chipping Garrett all game long, and it gave him time. But again, it all starts with a running game. You, that's why you get a, a, your Mac Jones threw over 200 yards. They ran the fucking ball down their throat, and including end arounds to Kendrick Bournes. I think he had three carries for almost 50 yards. I mean, they they were just they stretched the field on him all game to neutralize Garrett. They let Garrett run past him, and he could not stop the run. I mean, that that was what won you the game. Oh, you yeah. said again, and then your third down, Mac Jones was great. The, the, yep. the whole offense in general, I mean, you put up 45 points, including Ho Hoyer to, to Jacoby Myers late for that garbage touchdown. Love seeing them fucking kind of go go there, try to get him his first touchdown. Mm -hmm. But still, I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's good. To, it's like we've it's, all said, too, in the text exchange. There's no bad. You couldn't pick out a bad player on either side of the ball in this game. Uh, no, it was, it, no, probably not. Um, we could try. It'd be a stretch. You know, I think stretch, Isaiah. Though. I think Isaiah Wynn started shaky. Had the hands to the face that negated a first down, and he gave up a sack. Other than that, he did a pretty fucking damn good job on Miles Garrett. You, again, you, you didn't hear Miles Garrett for much of the, if at all, in the second half. Oh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, again, this yeah. uh, the offensive line as a whole. Getting Trent Brown, Brown back was huge. He was He's a such monster. A big dude. He is a monster in this game, oh, and it man. stabilizes I, I, uh, that line. I visually in my because I was watching the game and watching my daughter so i was a little bit distracted at the beginning of the game and then i thought oh trent brown's supposed to be in let me see if i can see him immediately when my, my <laughs> eyes went to the office i was like oh fuck yeah he's in yeah. Dude, he was a 380 he was in pretty much the whole game he played pretty much the whole game and the offensive line was terrific to your point the running game was great stevenson 100 yards two touchdowns he looked really like good him. uh mac jones the entire game had three pressures one sack against the number one pass rushing defense in the league and and yes they ran the ball well bill but it's not like they went back there and ran it 50 times i mean mac uh -huh. had 23 attempts um 24 with the sack and however many times he dropped back was probably more like 26, 27. So, you know, they were certainly throwing the ball around and this offensive line uh, stood up. My question to you is that I know it's not purely a Trent Brown thing, but last week they didn't look as good Nearly against as good. the Panthers. Certainly not. And they haven't looked as good all season as they did that game. Trent Brown has to be a big reason why. And just to tack on your boy, uh, Aninwa, no, Awinu was the guy, the odd man out as, mm -hmm. but he played, I mean, he was more of a swing tackle. He came in a lot on extra tackle help more as almost a third tight end, really a lot of times. And they left Karras there at guard. So uh, a little bit on the offensive line there and Trent Brown's uh, contribution bill. I think it's huge. Again, I think he's, you know, 2018, he was basically a pro bowl left tackle for the, you know, the world champion, 
Patriots, and now you shift him over to right tackle. He has a visit, the ability to play both, but I mean, you see what it is. It stabilizes that right edge. You know what I mean? And you saw they were running, you know, they were running at Garrett's side, but they were still stretching the field all game. And, and he's a good pass blocker. He, again, you have Javadi and Clowney running from the opposite Who? side of exactly. You didn't hear him fucking once. Again, you neutralized two pretty pro bowl, all pro pass rushers in, in Cleveland's uh, defensive end and Clowney and, and um, Miles Garrett. So, I mean, yeah, that's what Ted Karras has played pretty, pretty well at left guard. I was kind of surprised. I thought, um, a win who could shift back over to left guard, but I did like him in that, that extra. I got it right. Good job, buddy. I got it right. <laughs> I didn't want to I looked him up. I looked him up. I looked him up. Any listeners. Keensey and is the guy that Bill has been referencing all fucking season. When he's talking, talking about Aninwa, who, uh, a winner who was um, a wide receiver for the jets, who wasn't that bad for a couple of years, but anyway, yeah, he had a couple of years, broke his neck, but no, I mean, you saw, I like a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I like a widow of that swing tackle role. Yeah, you you saw you saw him as that extra tight end, with, especially with John O. Smith, with John O. Smith out. We'll see what happens when Smith comes back, because maybe you know you kind of you're going to use Smith there, so it may might might move a widow back into the the left guard role. But it's hard to break up, and the way Trent Brown you know started, he played. 75, 80% of this now. So I think they pulled them out late in the game after they were up in, in the forties, but I mean, it's a good, good bounce back. You just got to try to keep them healthy. So if you rotate both of them in, I'd be happy with that. Keep Karras at left guard. Yeah. The stuff, the stuff I was listening to, I think it was Bernard on the, on the after show said um, that he was in there, um, Trent Brown was in there for like 76, 80% of the snaps. So it wasn't like he came in and, and was rested. I did. I, my, uh, conspiracy theory get a life loser was bill belichick kept uh winnow available just in case trent brown was not you know instead of switching things up mid-game and having karis come in cold and so on and so forth just have a window available to to jump in that tackle spot if him or fucking isaiah win wasn't able to keep going because you know his injury history and his lack of you know kind of consistency this year so yeah i'm with you when it was as a um a swing tackle if if need be i'd still kind of i mean look they look good yesterday isaiah win still gives me question marks ray the idea of a fully healthy engaged trent brown at left tackle and then an isaiah win and who you know or a win on the right tackle however you want to place that that does make me feel a little bit better for Mac Jones, honestly, but I don't know if they just keep playing well, you got to stick with it. Right. Absolutely. I mean, if Trent Brown is the difference maker here, I mean, one sack, I think yesterday, that was it for Cleveland. Three pressures. That's huge. They lead the league in pressures. And then the last week we saw Mac Jones almost die in the Carolina game. So, I mean, it's a nice, I don't know if Trent Brown is that difference maker, sign this guy long-term. Cause you know, you need this kind of pressure. You don't want your franchise quarterback getting killed back there week in and week out. And it's nice to see that he had a clean Jersey after the end of the game this week. Yeah. And if that's the case, if Trent Brown is the uh, difference maker or not, if this is just what the offensive line can look like for the most part, moving forward, look at the type of quarterback Mac Jones can be. Look at you the ran right at make. Look at, yeah. you know, the touch he can have, the accuracy that he can have. Certainly the 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 commentary around Mac Jones in the last couple of weeks where he hasn't been as sharp was he got sped up. He's been getting hit a lot. His line hasn't given him enough time. Well, you know, a lot of that can be said about the great, the goat, the Judas, Tom Brady as well. A lot of that, that can be said about literally anybody Real quick. back in the NFL. Let's make so, this quick. What's that? Nothing. Go ahead. Did, did you hear? Did you hear his press conference? Oh, Brady? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a whiny little let, cunt. Let's make this quick. Yeah. 
Yeah, tides are turning a little bit. I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not doubting Brady in the in the Bucks. Listen to Wednesday's show. We can get into that a little bit more. But this about the same time last year, people were saying the same thing, and Brady took over the offense and they won the Super Bowl. So we'll see. Uh, let's do a little bit uh, before we move on to the defense, which had an amazing day as well. Uh, just a little golf clap. Kudos to for Josh McDaniels, who was getting a lot of shit, uh, rightfully so, earlier in the season for his red zone calling. Mostly thought he had an awesome day. Thought he had a great day yesterday, kept the defense off balance. I guess that ties into Miles Garrett commentary that their defensive coaching made zero adjustments the entire game, just kept leaving the same fucking uh, looks out there. But uh, the Patriots offense looked, I mean, it looked great. And a lot of McDaniels has a lot to do with that. Yeah, those two Hunter Henry touchdowns are a prime example. You know, you had the fade route to tie the score and then that late one. Down this right down the seam, wide open. Hunter Henry basically juked him right out of his shoes. Had no idea where the I think Johnson was his name. John Johnson, yeah. real name. John Johnson. <laughs> John Johnson. It's I'm not making well, that up. Parents really fucking went out on, yeah, on that one. But I mean, you, you've seen it. Our our biggest thing was why aren't you throwing in the end zone? What it took three games. You were one and two in the big narrative was you went at 20 trips or something. And you didn't throw in the end zone once inside the red zone. And now you're seeing it. You see the, the connection with Hunter Henry has seven touchdowns. That's huge. That's all and They're all inside the 20 yard line. You led the league, the, the Patriots in receiving touchdowns last year. Rex Burkhead with three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Women's camp throwing for eight touchdowns and 12 picks. Yeah. Hunter yeah. Henry's almost caught as many as uh, Cam threw all of last year. We're in game. What? 10 now. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. We'll get also we'll get to Cam Newton in the but Wednesday also, show on his runtime, but just real quick, like the people that were still out there before this game, or maybe before the right Patriots went on this little run talking about where the Patriots would be if Cam Newton was still their starter. I I don't think you get it. I don't think you get it. <laughs> like Mac Jones is very good and he's been very good for uh most of the season, uh obviously including yesterday. Um yeah, the offense was was terrific, and I think, Ray, your point er, at the beginning of this segment of they're clicking the chemistry, it's all coming together. You got $160 million guaranteed dollars, uh, a lot of it on the offense coming into this team. You got a rookie quarterback. You got a new offensive line mix, most kind of. Um, you know, it was going to take time for this to, to kind of start to gel. Today, or I'm sorry, Sunday seemed like the day where it gelled as about as good as it could have. I don't expect to see that performance week in and week out moving forward. By the way, I think there'll be ups and downs. Well, I'm going to get into my Mac Jones point. He's a rookie. He's not going to do that for the rest of the season. He's going to have bad games. He's going to be put in positions against Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or somebody else where he's forced to go put up 45 points for real, not in a blowout because your defense is not having a good day. And rookies generally don't do that. A rookie's never made the, the Super Bowl. Um, a rookie quarterback has never made the Super Bowl, never mind win it. So for that to be expectations now, I think is crazy. And for that to even that, – that's the only way this Patriots team doesn't make a, a good move because their defense is good enough, their running game is good enough, their offensive line is coming to play, and clearly the coaching is above, uh, you know, wildly above the par. The, your only question mark right now really is your passing game, which – large part relies on your rookie quarterback who's going to continue to, who's going to have another dip in play this year. Hopefully it's just not in a consequential game. If it's not, if he steps up and beats the odds, then you should be looking at AFC championship. Uh, you know, that's the type of talent in the way this team is playing right now. 
Don't get me too excited for this. I, yeah, I think. I, in, this, sorry to cut you off, Bill, yeah. but in in relation to also the rest of the league and the AFC has nobody in front of you where you should be afraid of. And that's also why, you know, if the Chiefs were the Chiefs, then I, you know, I wouldn't entertain this. The Bills were the Bills of the last two years. I don't think I would entertain this, but neither of those teams and no other team is playing well enough. Wide open. Compared yeah, to the Patriots have. and what they're doing to, to say um, that they can't be right there. The only thing holding you back, the only real question mark for me is your rookie quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the schedule, you keep getting lucky. You know, reports are right now um, P, uh, Patterson's out for Atlanta, who you're playing on a short week. So, I mean, that's huge. That's one of their big offensive weapons. You already have no Calvin Ridley. You just missed Nick Chubb. So, I mean, schedule, if you look at your schedule, Tennessee, Buffalo twice, and then throw Indy in there. You go two and two through there. I mean, you're a legitimate threat in the AFC, I think, because Buffalo and Tennessee are the two top teams right now, one, two in the, in the AFC. I think Kansas City's coming, rounding into form. Patrick Mahomes last night, five touchdowns, 400 yards. So I Hold mean, that I think, thought. Hold that thought yeah. because we're going to get – I just want to touch – we haven't given the defense a lick of love, which is just insulting on that in that Cleveland Browns game. So I'll go right back to you, Bill. Um, Sorry, I jumped ahead. It's okay. Uh, uh, the, the point I was going to make after that first drive, which this is what the thought that popped in my head earlier. And I can remember again, I think it was Bedard in the after show pointed out that in that first drive, they got caught in sub packaging the, the uh, defense package. So the yeah, they went hurry, Cleveland yeah. offense went hurry and they just kind of ran through their safeties after that. <laughs> I mean, you all watched the game. They literally did fucking nothing. Duggar with that interception, uh, Judah and Barmore again, were the, you know, the, the big forces in that front seven, I think making steal. your secondary so good, how, how good those two guys in particular have been Kyle Van Noy had a nice game. He had a sack and a deflection and a forced fumble. Uh, Lawrence guy was popping up on your screen. Dietrich wise was all over the screen on that game. Um, you know who so, doesn't need to be on the screen? Josh Uche. Get him off the fucking field. Okay, well, don't turn us well, into a is. complete fucking negative. I'm not going to you, Bill. I'm going to you, Ray. <laughs> Your thoughts on the defense. Judon, uh, Barmore, uh, and, these, you know, J.C. Jackson obviously is uh, having a year. He's the NFL leader leader in interceptions. The Patriots lead the league in interceptions now. And Kyle Duggar is turning into a better Patrick Chung over the last several Stephon Diggs leads or Diggs leads the league in interceptions. Stefan Diggs is a wide receiver. The guy Tra- from Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon his Diggs cousin or, bro- or brother, leads brother. He's got like seven. He's placed for the Cowboys. Casey Jackson's tied for second. Yeah. Five. Fuck off. Anyways, Sorry. the Patriots lead the league in the interceptions. Go, go Ray. Correct. Uh, yes, like you were saying, though, uh, this, I believe it's the front seven that's helping things out with J.C. Jackson get these interceptions. And like I said, the text exchange, these guys are doing it quietly. The things they're doing, it's not showing up on the stat sheet. They're doing the little things that make other people shine, uh, like in the, get the spotlight. That's why J.C. Jackson is looking so good is because these guys in the front are just doing the little things, getting to the quarterback, making them rush. And it's a beautiful fucking thing. It reminds me of 2001. I'm not saying this defense is as great as 2001, but they're doing the little things that make this team better and help a rookie quarterback. Well, you look at like Christian Barmore, it's not going to show up, but you look on that interception. He pushed two guys five yards back into Baker Mayfield. And he rushes, he rushes throw. That's the second week in a row that he's caused an interception. How the fuck does this guy slip to number 38 in the draft? Because he has character concerns. Well, he looks like a grown ass fucking man right now playing defensive tackle for the new England Patriots and him and Barmore right now are the big, big reason why I highlighted it last week. If they can get consistent pressure, it puts their fucking cornerbacks in a better position and it lets 
JC Jackson be a ball hawk and he is, and they're constantly pressuring. They knocked Judon knocked Baker Mayfield out. He didn't see that. It might have had a lot to do with the yeah. score, but they put a big fucking hit on him. And he, him and Barmore, you're seeing it week after week. Barmore is getting up close to that 70% snap rate, snap range. He might be in 90, 95% by the time this season's over. Right now, I don't see a way to take him off the field. Same thing with Judon. It's, if it's you look incredible. at this, the defense, the way they're set up now, I go back as early as 2018, Trey Flowers, Kyle Van Oy. You can kind of see that. Sorry, Hightower. Hightower is there too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Hightower obviously had a great year, you know, it, towards then he's, he's getting back into form, but I just look in, in the comparison of what this defense can do in the back end because they have Barmore and Judon in comparison to 18, where Trey Flowers was getting that rush up the middle and Kyle Van Noy was getting the rush on the end. And they were able to uh, parlay that into, you know, mixing up their coverages in the secondary and getting, you know, fancy in the secondary while the other guys are holding their spots. That's what you're able to do with this defense. And that is a recipe for fucking brilliance. If you're Bill Belichick, if you can get pressure with four guys and disguise your coverage in the secondary, have, you know, your Devin McCourty, who's your safety net, not allowing any big plays. I mean, you know, and then you got, like you said, ball Hawks and JC Jackson, uh, Adrian Phillips. Let's not forget to remember, mention his name every fucking time we talk about the defense. Duggar's really Stay coming to into form too. Duggar, like now position, you're yeah. seeing, I mean, you're, he came from a small division to college and now you're seeing it like the, the draft. And then the last year's draft and this year's draft on defense right now is really paying off showing with Barmore Duggar. It's really showing up. I mean, Bill always preaches pressures are better than sacks. And you're, you know, they might not, they're fourth in the league, third or fourth in the league in quarterback pressures. You know, they're kind of in the middle when it comes to sacks, even though uh, Judon has nine and a half, but still it's like, they're getting the pressures. They're forcing those interceptions. And again, rushing four, it all starts with those guys. They get quarterbacks, consistent pressure on the quarterbacks. And that's it. That's how this whole zone is. This is what they morphed into when you're down your top two quarterbacks. And did you hear Jalen Mills yesterday? Cause I yes. sure shit did and after he got hurt, but he didn't he play a bad game. But he came back, and you didn't hear from him again. I was he so didn't excited make, when he, he got hurt. He got like, beat on that yeah. fourth down play at the end of the game. Uh, or, yeah, um, loser. What's his name? Who's the quarterback? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Threw behind the receiver there. That was the only time I saw Jalen Mills. But, yeah, you're right, Bill. You know, they're able to disguise it and hide their weaknesses a little bit. Another guy I'll point out um, as an undrafted guy, Miles Bryant, seems like there's always an undrafted cornerback in that secondary making a play for the Patriots. Yeah, he seems like he's always around the ball, too, like a tackle. He's always yep. throwing his body in there. Yeah, I don't see him on a lot of pass deflections, but he's playing that trailing technique. He's a good tackler. Um, you know, yeah, there's certainly a lot to like there. Just quickly to, to go back to the offense real quick, because I think this guy needs a shout-out, too, and we haven't talked about him. Actually, we've only made fun of him when we've ever said his name, Ray. Uh, Brandon Bolden. Uh, Brandon Bolden stepping in for James White. He looks he, good, man. He's not going to blow any doors off, but he's doing all the right thing. He knows exactly where to be, when to be there, and, uh, and do the right thing. So kudos to him, yeah? Yeah, the fir- in the first drive, sorry, I mean, okay, but the first drive, he had a 15-yard screen on first and 20, you know, after a holding penalty, too, on the first drive. I mean, you don't get that. Who knows Who knows what that game is? I mean, I'm not saying that drive is super the outcome of the game, but, you know, seven, nothing to give the ball right back to him. Decent segue into this last piece about this game. Are the Browns dead? Did the Patriots kill another organization here? Because Miles Garrett comes out and he's bitching about his coaching staff not adjusting. Baker Makefield tapped out of that game again because he was hurt. Fine. He could have played. His coach said he could have played. So there's infighting going on in Cleveland. There's too much talent to be a 500 team. They have uh, 
obviously been the dregs of the league forever. What they go 11 in uh, five last year, they yeah. pushed the chiefs to the brink in the playoffs. And now it seems like all is crumbling. Baker's not the guy. Miles Garrett is going to want out at any point in time. Stefanski, I think is a good offensive coach, but another guy that can't do a head coaching job. Did the, it was this, it was this nail in the coffin. Did the Patriots get their swag back by fucking killing another franchise Raymond. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You saw it with the chargers. Now you've seen it with the Browns. There it, Belichick's just killing these uh, organizations one by one, and I fucking love it. And on to Thursday when we're going to kill another organization. The Falcons I'm not giving them the charges. They we already killed them years ago, 28 to 3, right? But this is going to be like them pulling the plug on them. We already pulled the plug, 28 to 3. They'll never live that down. They could win five more Super Bowls, oh, you and just they'll always the bring up the, the 28 to 3. Been dead They've been dead since 28 to 3. <laughs> yeah. They've been dead forever. But, yeah, this uh, – yeah, they will we'll – put some more the Patriots will put some more dirt on the grave here on Thursday yeah. uh I, I appreciate what you did there Ray you tried to go with the segue we'll dig him up and then rebury him after Thursday how about that Try uh, he's been watching too many to too much Sopranos uh real quick uh this should, there's not a whole lot to talk about this Thursday game the Falcons stink they got buried by the Cowboys uh they have nobody to throw the ball Matt Ryan sucks their defense was good at the beginning of the season not good now Patriots should roll. Uh, you have the psychological egg. I'll just say it's it's a new coaching staff. You have Dean Pease there, who clearly knows you and has had success against you. He's had good good success there. Yeah. Arthur, uh, what the fuck's his last name? Smith. Smith uh, had success with the Titans, I guess, or was that Derrick Henry? Um, so a little bit a little bit of success there in the coaching staff. Maybe they won't be as blown <clears throat> away, but just on the field, the Falcons don't have enough to hang with you, do they? No, pa- Patriots should win by a touchdown. I mean, they're a road by a touchdown. Yeah, it's going to be a sloppy Thursday night game. I don't think they're going to go and blow out Atlanta. I expect the Patriots uh, to win by a touchdown your on the road. Gately, your last name's Gately. You don't you don't think back to back games or something that you can't pull out? Come on. Meaning your mother <laughs> takes a dick every night and she still performs great. I was wait. I I didn't quite. I I kind of <laughs> got the innuendo, but I glad you nailed. I had spelled it. I I had spelled it. I had spelled it. No, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. I news. You know, shocking. I agree a little bit more with Bill. I think it's you closer to a. Digs. I think What's it's closer on? to a touchdown game Did than you guys a dog at one point game. that I don't know about. <laughs> you yeah, and your mother's pussies. We shake hands ever? every Wednesday. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Am I going to have to beep that? Have you watched Thursday no. night football in the past 10 years? There's terrible fucking games. They're terrible games on both sides. You got a rookie quarterback. Miami just beat Baltimore. Enough said. Belichick goes into these games looking for a win, not a blowout. He just wants to come out healthy. I expect 10. I'll give you 10 points, right? Does that make you feel better? No. I can do it. 27 to uh, 13. How's that? That's a 16-point okay. game. 13-point game. 14-point game. Uh, 21 to 10 i'll go i'll give you 11 oh do do not discount nick folk like that he's getting a field goal 24 to 10 i'll give you 14 (laughs) (laughs) fair enough uh good patriots talks there boys nice win from them uh over the cleveland browns by the way it puts them in a sixth position in the playoffs uh just a half game back still of the bills with two crucial matchups coming up with them in the upcoming weeks uh but obviously firmly right there in the playoff picture uh for now we're going to take a quick break we'll shoot it over to headlines with the obvious one and let's hope i do better than i did last week because that was a doozy 
Patriots wiped the Browns' brown eye with the 45-7 shellacking. Mac Jones had a career day, 19 of 23, for 198 yards and three TDs, two of those to Hunter Henry. Jacoby Myers popped his TD cherry after 1,522 yards, an NFL record. The Patriots are now 6-4, and four, sitting sixth place and a half game behind the Buffalo Bills in the division. Over the weekend, the Celtics lose to the Cavs, 89-91. The Celtics were outscored 29-15 in the fourth quarter, and their balls have yet to drop. Uh, I believe they're losing right now as we're recording 39-37, and it's halftime. The Bruins sweep their weekend games versus the Devils and Canadians. Charlie McAvoy had two goals and three assists over the weekend. Charlie Coyle with two goals versus the Canadians. Brad Marchand with two goals in the Devils game. The Bruins are now 7-5 on the season. They next play on Saturday, which is mind-fucking-blowing, against the Flyers. Flyers, Sweeney. Yeah, and Erod rejects the $18.3 million qualifying offer from the Red Sox and signs a five-year, $77 million deal with the Detroit Tigers. This has been the headlines with the obvious. And we're back. Uh, before we get into some Bruins uh, talk, and yeah, also, by the way, we're not going to talk about the Celtics today, but just they still well, fuck i'm so out on this fucking cookie cookie, cookie. <laughs> fucking a. yeah you're probably right i don't, I don't even want to fucking fight about it anymore don't want to argue about it anymore just eat the jizz cookie just eat i said jizz this cookie. i i don't remember making that bet but fine i'll eat a jizz cookie just just so i can swallow how angry i am about this fucking team but i said this two years ago that they're only going to go as far as jason tatum takes them that was two years ago Jason Tatum is is taking them backwards. So it's still up to him. It depends on how well, if he can ever, ever grow up and drop his balls and develop into a, a real NBA player. Uh, let's talk about real uh, sports. Uh, we did a lot of Patriots talk, but uh, good. They're the best team in town right now, and they deserve it because they've been uh, shit for two years. Fuck your fuck revolution. You, soccer. <laughs> fuck. They haven't, they're not going to play for like a month. They take yeah, what so do they? Weird. When do they play? After so Christmas? After so Thanksgiving. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're, you're bitching about the Bruins go a week? The Rebs just finished their season and go a fucking month? This is why I'm soccer. bitching about the Bruins going This away. is why soccer will Ray never catch on in America. And this is the dumb bullshit why. Last year's hey. play-in tournament to draw up hype for the Major League season. <laughs> fucking stupid. Come on, let's talk. Let's talk real football. Chiefs, Bills, Titans, Ravens. Oh, Robert Patriots. Williams. Out. Awesome. Fuck this team. <laughs> he tore his ACL on Friday, you idiot. Robert Williams. Oh, Ro- I thought you said Robert Woods. My bad. My bad, baby. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> uh, let me try this again. Chiefs, Bills, Titans, Ravens, Patriots. Those are your teams at the, uh, you know, anybody else you want to throw on that list that for me, those are the only teams right now in contention. Um, and I believe the Patriots belong on that list. Here's my questions for you and why I think they have a chance. If not for Mac Jones being a rookie quarterback, if he can, if he can get out of that rookie quarterback thing and, per, and perform in high situations, which by the way, we didn't talk about this and Patriots Browns is the last test for this team. I think you've shellacked shitty teams. Now you've shellacked mediocre teams. You know you can win in a blowout. Let me see you win a close game against a good team. And now we're talking. All right, and you're going to have your chance. You got Titans, Bills, Colts coming up, Then and Bills again. You're going to have your chance to, uh, to be in some tight games and see if you can perform. That's your last test with this team and Mac Jones as, as a quarterback. Again, I think that's also the, the only thing holding you back because outside of Mahomes, 
Do you see a quarterback on that list of those teams that has performed at the elite level in the playoffs? And I'll give you those quarterbacks. And you could say yes or no. Uh, Josh Allen. No. Nope. Ryan Tannehill. No. Nope. Lamar Jackson. No. Nope. Nope. Out of those three quarterbacks, all of them terrific in the regular season. Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Um, but you got an MVP in Lamar Jackson and a leading MVP get vocator in Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill, who resurrected his career. None of those guys have shown up in the playoffs. So you get him into a big, and frankly, the Patriots defense have played Mahomes as good as anybody really has in the playoffs. So I just give him a shot. And then you look at the other side of the ball. Who's the best defense in that group right now? Patriots. Patriots. Uh, Patriots. Yeah. That well, Bill, I like Bill, the Bills, Bills defense, but I think the Patriots have a more fierce pass rush, honestly. And I think, the more, I White, think the more opportunistic. I kind of fell back in the secondary too. Patriots hands down is the best. Well, I'll give you the bills, but the Patriots defense is there. Um, I think on the top of that list. So I don't know. I, I just, I just look at the AFC and Ray, you've been saying it. We've been saying it for a while now. It's certainly wide open, but with this win deciding win over the Browns, the Patriots have placed themselves firmly in that top four, top five category until they, you know, get above the bills in the division. You got to who's ahead of them in the standings, Pittsburgh. They're better than Pittsburgh too. The only reason they're there because they fucking tied the Detroit lions. So let's be real. The the Patriots are this, the should be the number five team. Yeah. The AFC AFC North division is really topsy turvy. You know, the Bengals, Browns, Steelers, and Ravens have been kind of up and down a lot. The Ravens is clearly the best team in that division. The Steelers don't belong anyway. I I think you're getting, I think you're going to get two teams out of the West and two teams out of the East. I think the chargers are going to make it. I don't expect Pittsburgh. I don't expect Cincinnati to make it. I don't think because again, Joe Burrows can't win. Yeah. I mean, Patriots are looking strong because they can't fucking win. Uh, You want to see Jets game? You want to see Mike fucking white again against the jets? Did they did my, did Cincinnati my, just lose two games in a row? Right? Was it yeah, two? They yep, they did. Oh, okay. They smoked by the Browns, who just uh, got their. Yeah, that's what I thought was it. Yeah, the Patriots just beat what forty five. Ray, any thoughts of the AFC here as we move into nut cutting time with Thanksgiving on the corner? Bills, uh, Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills. Your stretch. Also, let me throw in there one more time. Miami at Miami, last game of the season. Brian Flores. We've seen that show before. Do not count then as a win if you're a Patriots fan. So we've seen it with Brady though. Hold on. This is Brady can't play down there. Let's see with Max a different you know, Matt playing in Alabama. He's using that warm no, fucking the Dolphins got weather. him last year at the end at the second part of the season. Yeah, but the, the, that was the, Cam Newton. That was Cam Newton. <laughs> okay, fine. So again, Mac Jones, my opening take. He's the only thing standing in the way of you. Well, don't forget you also got Jacksonville week 17, 18, yeah, whatever the 17. What is, 17. Week 17. Yeah. Week 17, game 17. 17. Yeah. Edibles kicked in. Jesus. No, it's just so fucking stupid. I got to add that extra game now. Oh, yeah, 19 yeah. Rain weeks having trouble with the uh, like, it's all these other, dude, no, the Matrix is new fucked fu- up today. This new fucking game stupid. But again, you, you finish favorably with Jacksonville and Miami. You got Bills twice, Titans, Colts. You can legit... If you could squeak out a three and one, I mean, you're you're winning the division in that stretch. If you go three and one, I take two and four, take two and split yeah. with the Bills. And, two and two is uh, rich. I think Titans. now you're now you're looking uh, at an eleven win season, and you're firmly in in position. And, I think you're beating the Titans. I have no Julio Jones, okay. no Derrick Henry. I think you're beating the Titans. I think you're beating the Colts. I'm not sold on on beat uh, splitting between the Bills, but if you again legitimately you beat. The bill at uh, three and one, Bills you're winning that. Good, man. You're winning that division. I don't care. They look good against the Jets. I know it was against the Jets. They still got to play the Jets again, 
I'm just saying that I, I just don't, I think if you go three and one and you do split with the bills, I think you're beating the Titans. I think you're beating the Colts because that, again, that offense is run around Derrick Henry. I don't think Bill's going to let it happen. Yeah. Especially with him out. Ray, nope. any uh, final words on the AFC and the Patriots place in it? Uh, quickly, uh, like you said, Thanksgiving is coming. Let's not count out COVID. We have Lamar Jackson, who is not vaccinated, who has caught COVID <laughs> twice. Let's make it thrice. Uh, other than that, I think it's it, it's One was really false. Be- it's really <clears throat> between us and the Bills, I think, to take the AFC uh, lead right now. Oh, KC might have got back on track there on a Sunday night. It's the Raiders. They've been killing themselves. Ooh, okay. Uh, On that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. We're running late, Bill, so keep it short. Fire Don Sweeney. Uh, they got two wins. The, the Bruins got two wins over the weekend. Nice to see, uh, you know, a lot of points out of McAvoy. Two goals out of Coyle. Hall got on the uh, in the sheet uh, on a fake goal. Um, can they get rolling on this, or do you take it wherever you want? Can this team in 2021 get rolling off of good games against bad teams this past weekend? Uh, and does it matter? If you have the likes of Noshik and Hala, uh, Hala, 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 and uh, Charlie fucking Coyle as your second, and no defenseman, does it matter? What is this Bruins team? Uh, where are we right now? There's no fucking, there's no path. There's nothing to zero path. They're not going to win this year. And there's, there's nothing young. There's nothing to be excited about for me on this Bruins team this year. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for Swayman. I, I like McAvoy. He's playing at a, um, Norris level right now, early in the season, you're seven and five. You, you're just treading water. You just mentioned you scored five goals. McAvoy, Coyle, Hall. You know who was all on the team last year? McAvoy, Coyle, Hall. It's a running pattern on this Bruins team right now because every acquisition you just had, including your $5 million goaltender that just lost back-to-back, well, just got sat back-to-back starts, and you're going to the young guy. The veteran acquisition should have been more important, and you should have groomed – uh, Swayman, I don't understand why they don't trust him. You could have went young. You could have brought Halak back. Honest to God, had him spot starts and got the leadership in the veteran presence there. Not a fucking twenty million dollar year for the next four years, or twenty million dollars, five million dollars next four years. Goalie who is a backup now. Swayman's the guy you have to run. But again, all your acquisitions this offseason haven't been shit. Mike Riley, who you traded for, just got benched back to back games. Forbert has been a fucking a dud back there. You you see Grizzlick playing now with Charlie McAvoy. You're moving Forbert down to third line. It's a, it's a joke. You did nothing. You you added all these pieces. You and it goes back to drafting with Don Sweeney. And that's a story for a different day because instead of spending all his money on the Nozicks and the Hala Hala Halas, that should have been young talent brought up in the third and fourth line and money spent on a fucking solid number one D man to pair with Charlie Coley. Instead, you get a corpse that's Forbert. Who sucks? I'm yeah, there, there's no direction, uh, and done. and a lot of that is Don Sweeney fighting for his job because I think you know this is known around town. If the Bruins make the playoffs, you keep your job, and they probably should make the playoffs because there's enough talent on the front end and, and just throughout the team to make the playoffs. But they're not going anywhere, and they got young defensemen in their in their system. 
whether they're good or not, we don't know. But Vak and I in, and you know, there's two more, two more guys. I forget the names right now, but they're out there. And whether whether your uh, skaters are good or not, you should be playing them on your bottom six. The team should be looking to rebuild, not destroy, but retool and rebuild, kind of on the fly. And they're not. They went out and spent stupid money on mediocre bottom six players because they got yeah. no one to come up. Raymond, uh, quickly, you probably need a backup goaltender later in the season. There's a guy from Finland that could really use an opportunity. Not if Swayman's the number one guy, you're not going to carry three goalies. Like it makes, I get it. It makes sense in your eyes, but like it made more sense. If you got a cheap backup, they'll dump them. You got to trade them. They'll trade them for a fifth round pick, which uh, honestly I'd be fine with. Honestly, I would be fine with Uh, running late, but uh, Erod, the first big signing in the uh, quote unquote hot stove MLB offseason, obviously leaving the Red Sox, declined the $18.3 million qualifying offer, which gets the Red Sox. I'm hearing a second, third round pick, uh, if that matters to you, and uh, signs a five year, $77 million deal with the Detroit Tigers worth 15 million ish per Billy Snip Snaps. You've gone back and forth on this. Uh, with me mostly and Ray doesn't really care on the uh, I care <laughs> on Erod on this team moving forward. Right. If you do remember though, Bill was really high on Erod coming into 2021. Mm-hmm. He's been I high soured his... quick. You know why he's <laughs> know why he soured? Because you didn't like Erod. That's well, why he's I sour. don't like Erod. That's not true. I don't like Evaldi. He likes Evaldi. I'm not a huge Pavetta guy. He likes Pavetta. Fuck off, Ray. You just do that because you want to show because you know I'm that right. Is... The other side of that is I was right and he was wrong. Mm, true. Erod stinks. The other two were good. Erod stinks. No, Erod does it. You are. He had a four seven four ERA this year. He's got a four. He pitched better in the second half. Career. He he has his first the beginning part of the year. Uh, the year sucked. I think he had a seven ERA. He cleaned that up in uh, in the middle part, and then he finished not that great. Got a game in the playoffs. Did he get game or two games in the playoffs? He pitched anyway, one in here's, each. I can sum up Erod for you. He goes to the mound. No idea what's going to happen. No idea. He could go one inning and give up 13 runs. He could go six innings and have 11 strikeouts. No idea what's going to happen with this guy. He's not a piece moving forward. This is a Bruins. The same thing about the Bruins. He's not a piece moving forward. So five years, no, bye-bye. Three years, no, bye-bye. You want to do the one year in the 18 per? Fine. They need some pitching. They don't have any. But now you've cleared that 18 million. Go sign yourself a pitcher. If it's Stroman and you got to double down and, and pay a little bit more, I'm for you. I'm with you to bulk up that, that pitching staff. Um, but, yeah, I'm, you have I'm, options. I'm okay saying bye-bye to Erod. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. I I went back and forth. I, I, I was fine one-year deal, prove-it deal. So I, I came around on the one in 18, 18.4, I think it was, or 18.3, right around there. I probably would have done the one year kind of prove it deal again, but three, five years. No, I'm out. You've Steve Matz. You've been linked for him coming out of Toronto, Robbie Ray, who might win the Cy Young coming out of Toronto. Who I kind of, I actually fucking hate. I hate his fucking guts, two whatever two pitchers. And I, I hate him for other reasons besides how I used to hate his guts when he was in Arizona, but he's Is really, he Jewish, he's going to, right? you know, no, I don't know. Anyways, but and then you got again Marcus Stroman coming out of the he used to pitch for Toronto. Now he's coming out of the Mets system, playing on that one year arbitration deal or whatever ten year deal, whatever they they offered him. There's options, but bye bye. Thanks for the draft pick, Erod. Thanks for helping us win a World Series. You pitched really well in the in the 2018 playoffs. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this has been the Simple Mind Sports Show, Fat Tuesday, November 16th. We'll see you on Wednesday for our NFL recap show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
Ray, is it a surprise why you're asking when Bill uh, went to Raymond? Or is that something that we should discuss? Hmm. You'll find out. <laughs> so it is a surprise. Sure. I'd be worried, Bill. It could give two fucks about what Raven's going to do. I don't know. He's, Ray's really turning into something a little something special beautiful? here on the beautiful. internet. Beautiful? <laughs> on the internet deep dives. No, beautiful is not where I... All right. You've always been beautiful, baby. Thanks, baby girl. Appreciate that. For a pig. Bill, how are you? <laughs> Actually, wonderful today. Thanks for asking. Wow. Oh, wow. Great. Nice salmon-colored shirt. It's red. Okay. Colorblind. Okay. I like that he's still going with the crew neck undershirt. Very classic. <laughs> Always, dude. I like it. I like an undershirt. I just, I just, I love the undershirt. I don't know why. Especially so you like an undershirt. You like an undershirt, but you make fun of my wife beaters. Can't say that. It's Ray. not a Write fucking down, wife beater. That's why. What is it? Wife beaters are trashy. A plain cotton white Hanes t-shirt, not trashy. No, I'm saying what I wear is a nice under tank top, maybe you want to call it. It says I can't say the other word. It's a sure. wife beater. <laughs> Ray, how uh, how solidified in your choice of wearing Wuhan wife beaters are you now that you and I are both watching a lot of Sopranos, catching up on a show we have not seen? Everybody's wearing wife beaters in that show. I love it. I feel at home. <laughs> Fat guys too. They have zero yeah. shame. Oh, here we go. Here we go. You gotta start fat shaming. Yeah. No, no, uh, no. I just said they have zero shame. I'm not fat shaming. More power to them. Bunch of fat Italian men in, in white beaters. I can't. I don't wear white beaters. At times after watching that show, I wish I was Italian, so I could eat some gabagoo. You know? That show is fucking amazing, <laughs> and I'm glad you guys are finally watching it. I know it took a long time. Still, we're overrated. like 20 years behind. Se- season four is. Oof. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's very good. I got one episode left in season four. You want season six, you dink? No, I'm on five. Oh, but uh, maybe, it, like, I've said this. The, I think it's overrated because people call it the greatest show of all time. However, I'm binge-watching it. So I'm watching it as if it's 2021, and shows are in 2000 were not made for 2021. So I'm sure if it was, like, you know, you had to watch it every week, it would be a different story. Because that's why, probably yeah. partially why I like Game of Thrones so much. I was that much, I was into it on a weekly basis. Yeah. Well, another thing, another thing too is like, yeah, again, you're watching it 20 years past, so you already hear all the hype. So it's like you you have all this hype build built up in your brain about this fucking show, right? Yeah. So if it's if you if it's like a little bit below where you thought it was, it's like, oh yeah, it's a little overrated. But you've also had 20 years to to hear about the hype of the show. True. Right. So it, it kills it. it. I think after 20 years, it's kind of killing it. Like right now, if you started hyping up Seinfeld again, like it, it, I think it wouldn't be as good. Shut the fuck up, Ray. This I'm talking the grown men are having a conversation. I've here. been watching Seinfeld, too, and I will say I get laughs, but it's not like. But again, it's it. kind of binge watching. It. It's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's very funny, but it's not like. Well, right now I'm, I'm watching the new season of Curbs out. And yeah. like for me, I watch it. I just watched it right before this and it's fucking hilarious. Like it's just yeah, but the anticipation week after week. Yeah, yeah. I think like I get disappointed. It. I get disappointed when you binge watch a show and you're like, "Fuck!" Now I got to wait a year. Got to wait no, a year. True. Like us, oh, the worst. No, it's true. The immediate gratification is not. Um, except for uh, I told you about this show before, Brilliance. I've just I've about caught up with lot, yeah. like the very the last. They split the last season in two, so the last end of season six coming in January, and I'm almost caught up to it. My wife and I. And it's 
It's good. It's really good. I'd watch Dan, that. Dan Soder's in that. He's hilarious. Yeah. The the whole yeah, it's all it's all really good. Danny, well, Katie Nolan. <clears throat> I like her. Katie she's Nolan. Like sport, she's a sports girl, right? Yeah, Dan Soder, Ooh, comedian. Soder. She just got fired. She just got mocho. fired from ESPN, but she's a she's a Patriots fan fangirl. Well, I know who Boston Katie girl. Nolan is. Is yeah. she what does she have to do with billions? She's, she's dating, dating guy. one of Dan Soder and Billions. Oh, she's dating him. I thought you said yeah. she was in the show. No, like, no, she's no. dating Dan Soder for Billions. Yeah, Katie Nolan's she she's she's a uh, plus plus and uh she's better looking than Kate Upton is there. Thank I you. said it. Ooh. <laughs> Motherfucker. There, I said it. Are we getting to opening takes? Do you want to save that for the after show after show or the cold open after show? Whatever you want. Kate Upton is a is is an nope. over. Nope. Let me go to my opening take. Thank you very much. I've known Bill since 1992. No, no. Rich since 1997. Me, let me start oh. the show, Ray. Is this why you looked at for when when we came to yeah. Raymond? Yeah. So you can okay. All right, Rich, this is ridiculous. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> rewind backwards. What show? Oh, you know what show does this is um, ESPN fantasy football show with Matt, whatever his name is, Field Yates. They come in cold Barry. and then they rewind it back. That's that. That's the thing. So anyway, if you're at the uh, and you haven't heard the uh, opening takes, rewind it all the way back to the beginning, and uh, we'll start there.